Welcome, welcome to what will, what was going to be my last episode, which is IDK, the inside look into an entertainer's mind, but actually it's my 10th episode. Wow. 10 episodes started from November. That is applause myself. Come on. I'm clapping right now for myself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pat on the back. It's been a lot. And we'll talk about the next episodes, the next five episodes that's actually going to be coming out in the series of this next two months and i'm very excited for that one i got some really really talented special amazing guests right now and i can't wait let's just start right now and we'll talk about what uh, the episode's going to be about let's start now with grace kendall how you doing grace i am just man freaking fantastic how are you i'm doing good introduce yourself uh okay so my name is grace um Let's see. I do mainly musical theater and I will be, I'm a senior. Uh, I'm pursuing a degree in public relations at Kent State University in the fall. Okay. All right. So our next guest is Elikia. How are you doing, Elikia? I'm so good, Christian. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Well, uh, my name is Elikia, like you just said. Uh, I'm 16. I'm a junior in high school. Um, the main theater work that I do is with Theater in Color, which is a uh, like kind of theater collective that I started last summer in July. And so far, we've read seven scripts, all by artists of color. And pretty soon, we're going to have uh, a new announcement. So keep up with me to find okay. out. Maybe get involved with that. Okay. Uh, and uh, what side of entertainment are you trying to do? Um, definitely more creative, like performing, okay. maybe even directing work. I don't know. There's so much time. I love it all. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 All right. And our uh, last but certainly not least, Skylar. How you doing, Skylar? Hi. I'm doing really good. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So, <laughs> so hi. I'm Skylar. Um, I'm a senior currently. Um, the main side of theater that I usually participate in is musical theater. Um, I'm going to East Carolina University in the fall um, okay. with a theater arts degree and a PR degree. So I'm really excited. Woo. All right. So first of all, I want to say thank you, everybody, for coming. Definitely. I'm so excited. Can't wait to start this topic. Like I said, this episode is called IDK, the inside look into an entertainer's mind. And I see we have a different... Uh, different spectrums of the entertaining side, and we'll get to that with the questions that we have. So, like I said, let's get started. So our first question is, how do you want to impact the world? Who has inspired you to impact the world? Uh, let's have Skylar. Okay, um, so how I kind of want to impact the world, um, I just want to be able to create like create a place where people can feel creative and kind of feel free and can be themselves I don't know where that would be whether it's like I'm talking to a customer or if I'm like working in a show I just want everyone to feel like they can just be themselves and I think that's the biggest thing because I struggle with wanting to be myself because I'm like oh what if people think this what if people think that so just creating that, I feel like, would be really important, and I feel like that could help a lot. And the person that inspired me to impact the world, I would have to say Walt Disney himself. Um, his creativity and his imagination is so, so inspiring and has pushed me in so many ways to keep going forward and to keep thinking and keep, like, knowing my like surroundings like dreaming and just mm -hmm. reaching for the stars and i think having that has helped so much all right um great all right <laughs> you're talking yeah we were talking before we started recording i think i said i don't know if i am necessarily a pessimist i'm definitely not an optimist so i think at least from my perspective, it's hard for me to believe that as like a single individual person, I can make a huge impact on the world, mm -hmm. um, at least like big picture wise, but mm -hmm. small picture, I, 
I want to help people be like the best version of themselves that they can be. And that sounds really cheesy, but I, I mean it in the way that I want to give people every opportunity to change and improve and grow. Um, and I, I, I mean, I've been told that I let people walk all over me, but honestly, I would, I would rather somebody have the chance to improve themselves and work on themselves and not turn them away. You know, um, if someone wants a second chance, I would rather give it to them and put the power to change in their hands than say no and take that power and just shut it down completely. Um, and I think by doing that, that'll make a big impact big picture wise. Um, but that's something that I can do small picture. Um, you know, I don't feel like I have one person that inspired me to act this way. I think I was raised in an environment that was like, okay, it's okay to make mistakes. Um, it's okay to screw up every once in a while. And we're, we're going to be here to love you and support you and help you grow and learn from them. So I think that's a big testament to my parents and their parenting style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also a, a part of it is seeing how, um, shutting people down you know if you screw up in a friendship or a relationship watching that or even being a part of that it's it's hard Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's inspired me to kind of act the opposite way Um, so it's Mm -hmm. just a a mix of of different things okay alikia well i'll start by saying and this is so cheesy but the person that like honestly, truly has inspired me like the most of my life. And the person that I want to be as good as is my mother. Okay. Hey, and that's not cheesy at all. I will say all day long that my mom, Bonnie Ryan's Mwanda is one of the best people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, she is my assistant principal. And like, I see the work that she puts in every day at school, like working towards equity for all students And just like the things that she teaches me to be passionate about and not back down from my beliefs. Truly, I owe everything all to her. Mm -hmm. And um, the same way that she's making a difference in like our school community, I wish to do the same, like in whatever theater community I end up in when I grow up. Um, I don't know what (laughs) it'll be. Cause I have like so many ideas of like what I could do to make a difference. Um, All I know is that I'm big on like, and this is a thing that we actually talked about. We, when we had a reading for theater and color, we read the unplugging and basically it was a indigenous playwright wrote the story and it ended up where like the two indigenous women in the play had gotten banished from the like society. And they ended up like inviting them back. And so we had a conversation about like reparations and what it means like like liberation versus like equality, stuff like that. And um, that made me think like in my life, do I want to be brought up to the same level or do I want to step out of the situation altogether and create something new that I feel like liberated from the other thing altogether? Um, Leading towards the second thing, obviously because I don't think the goal is to, even if you're running to the same level, the system is still intact. And I think that's uh, kind of productive. Um, I have to agree with you that one. Yeah. All right, okay. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've been trying to process <laughs> all y'all have said. With, with that being said, and how you have the people's people in your life or peoples in your life that impacts you. And that really tells you to go for something. Why would you see if they said like, cause most of them have always said some of that they struggled and they're like the starting right with the money with actually getting jobs. So the question for the second would be why pursue a career that people say is not stable, economically, mentally stable, physically, emotionally, all those elites stable. So why would we pursue something that's not stable in any shape, in any way, shape or form? Uh, 
Grace, take this one. Yeah, so I actually am pursuing something that is staple. Um, yeah. PR jobs are supposed to grow 10% in the next couple yeah. of years. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say, though, that for, for a long, long time, I considered pursuing um, getting a BFA in musical theater and moving to New York and doing the whole, the whole thing. Um, and I didn't choose PR because of the stability. Um, that was never something that scared me. Uh, honestly, I use theater as my creative outlet and I didn't want to get burnt out and I didn't want to lose that. Um, so I think at least from my perspective, not being someone who is passionate enough to pursue it as a career. Mm -hmm. I, I feel a little selfish um, mm. sometimes, um, but I also have to keep in mind that if I did pursue this, I don't think it would have ended well. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I'm getting off topic. I think the stability part, people pursue that because it's something that they truly love. Um, and even if you don't pursue it, you can still love it. Right. Um, it's just not something that scares them because they love it so much. I feel like I'm not verbalizing this well. Somebody else take the wheel here. No, I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like I could speak to that because I am someone who like, don't care. It's, <laughs> I'm so tunnel visioned. Um, to the point where my peripheral is still theater. I'm honed in on theater and everything else outside of that is still theater. Um, yeah. But it just, I don't know. It just feels like something that, like what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I was talking to my grandpa about this. Like, I guess that I really am lucky to have found my like true passion. I will honestly say theater makes my heart beat. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. And I honestly feel bad for people that have to choose something like stability over, yeah. you know, and maybe it's because they haven't found anything. Like they don't know anything else. Um, yeah. I think there's I a know. difference between two between choosing something stable because you're afraid of the instability versus choosing something stable because you don't want to lose this thing that you love. Mm. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. And I mean, within theater, I learned this like this year, but it's not, obviously it's not just performing. Right. And there's so much more within it. And I, the, what I want to do with theater is, and I promise this will make sense with the question, but like, to me, I've discovered that for the reason why I love theater so much is because it's not just about performing. Like it's also about what I am doing and how the audience feels about it mm -hmm. and what I can get them to do because of what they saw. Mm -hmm. And I think that is important work because art is the foundation of society. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, right. I completely agree. I also, I'm fascinated by the inner workings of theater too. Like, Oh yeah. Aside from just um, acting or being just being on stage, I think, and I'm. You think about the inner workings, you immediately go like techies, okay. But then mm -hmm. you also have directing, and you have the people who are like financially running these theaters, and I think right. that's mm -hmm. something really interesting. Skylar, were you gonna yes, say? No, um, I mean, like going off of that, I mean, when I was younger, I would just it was just acting, and that was it. Like there was like it was either acting or tech like that's all I could see mm. but as I've gotten older I started to realize like there's so much more to theater mm -hmm. that because I think I've always felt like it it was it was just that and that was it and recently I discovered I love directing like yeah I, mean, I would never have thought that I would have liked that because I was so stuck on oh it just has to be acting like it just has to be musical theater like that that's it and I think that's so what's so special about theater is because it's not just that and going off what you guys said like there's so much more to it and I think that like going into like kind of the question of why like 
pursuing this is because there's so many options. Like, absolutely, it's, it, it's not just like as like acting in t- tech. There's so much more. Like, PR mm-hmm. is a huge aspect of theater, yeah. and it's just it all intertwines and like you you can't, you can't not have theater because I feel like it exists everywhere oh, yeah. because like our teachers always say oh yeah these skills will help you in the real world and they, they do. do like and I've noticed it so much like I'm able to present myself a bit more in like interviews and when I'm trying to get a job or when I'm doing a presentation because I cannot, I cannot stand in front of like 20 classmates and try to give a school presentation. But like, as I've grown in theater, I've been able to be like, it's just, I'm just performing a show. That's, that's all I'm doing. I'm trying to get these people to think this way and this is how I'm going to do it. I like, I like what you said about um, making it like making a change, making, getting the audience to think this thing, you know? (laughs) I, uh, my words are just not here tonight. But you know, so here. I feel them. Yeah, I feel them too. I feel them too. Okay. All right. Oh, but. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. You passed it on to Christian. I'm sorry. You're crying. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to take the audio because y'all, how y'all did it, how y'all kept going with it. Okay. A lot of energy. Keep it going. But um, for me, <laughs> for me, Theater is, I, I will say theater is definitely the root of mm-hmm. anything. Uh, when it comes to me, I'm not, um, I do for sure want to give VFA musical theater. I want to double yeah. me musical theater and choreography. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. But there's this also, there's this thing also that I also want to be, I want to do musical theater, but do I want to live in New York? No, not really. But I want to live in LA, but because I want to do like what Michael Jackson did, what Rihanna, uh, SZA, I can name a lot of people just do. I want to perform. I want to be the next pop, R&B, whatever, international uh, superstar that really goes up to people and be like, here's my song. And not because, oh, I can sing, but because when you listen to the music that I'm, and the words that's coming out of my mouth, Mm -hmm. the notes, you feel like you actually belong to something. I have a song that's literally called, that's called, for, I, I wrote five new songs and the songs are the queen and her, uh, the queen and her son about my mom, the impact that my mom has did, the king and his apprentice about my dad to show that just because you have all this stuff, I have another song that's literally called Trust Issues because I wanna show that nobody is perfect and everybody's gonna have something to go through that. And I'm going to, I, I like, that's why uh, before we started this, I shared my story with Alikia and Skylar and Grace because I wanna be so open with everything because you never know who's actually connected with mm-hmm. that. You know, you could, cause you could think you're the only person that thinks about this, the only person that think uh, that looks this way or go this way. But then we actually talk to just different people all around you be like, are similar and i think i think getting a like background in theater it's like when when you do dance you get that background in ballet so that's your foundation for the rest of dance theater Mm -hmm. is your your background your musical theater is your background your foundation for the rest of this you can't you're you're gonna be in a better place to make people feel these things Mm -hmm. and truly make an impact if you Get that foundation. Definitely. Yeah. Um, oh God, I'm gonna start crying. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep. I'm, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. So, during this pandemic, as we all know, Broadway was closed. If you watch TV, movies, uh, sets, everything was shut down. Reruns came on. <laughs> they, they, I'm sorry. Things got a little boring. <laughs> I cannot be watching Grownish for the 50 million time for that one episode that came on before quarantine happened. Right. But like girl, she's good. Don't get me wrong. Like Euphoria is still good. I did watch it. Me with new girl. Yeah. Ah! Girl. So anyway, but with all that being said, how did you stay creative during the pandemic? And with that, after you say that, do you feel that the entertainment industry will be going down or up after the crisis is over? Uh, Alicia, take this one. Sorry, I 
I mean, obviously, we have nowhere else to go but up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, you know, we got in a hole, but either you dig down further, but then you make up out this other. Oh, okay. What was that? So <laughs> <laughs> I had a song in my head. You got to dig a little deeper. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. No. <laughs> Okay, no, sorry. Um, I just, I was talking about this with someone else that was like, like, and what's really making me mad is people, for some reason, don't have any faith in theater. Mm. What is that? Repeat that. Repeat. Re- repeat I'll say it again for the people in the back. Yes, people don't you. have any faith in theater, and it makes me so oh. mad. Thank you. Uh-huh. No faith in theater. Mm. No faith in, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of like the whole TikTok musical thing going on, but the amount of tickets that were sold for a Ratuzical, mm-hmm. they raised like millions of dollars. Yeah. It went to the actors' film, which is great. Support your local artists, please. Venmo, Oliki, Dash, Mawanda, if you want to be generous. <laughs> but I don't know, for me personally, it brought me more to my creative side and it opened me up to the possibility of like, like Grace had earlier, sorry, not Grace, Skylar, what? Skylar said that um, she got interested in directing and so did I, because, you know, I wasn't able to like do theater. It was all happening up here in my head. And then I was like, mm -hmm. like, how about, how about I explore that more? And, you know, I'm hoping that once we come out of this, um, I'll be able to, you know, everyone, it always finds a way to yeah. manifest itself, but. Definitely. I think what you said about people essentially underestimating theater is so far from, I mean, what you said is correct. People underestimating yeah. it is so far from the truth because we work so hard. If this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we work twice as hard as anyone else. I feel like, um, right. Again, with, with that musical, th- that is insane. That that people did that. Yeah. And I think we've taken this and taken this time to hone other skills outside of our comfort zone. And so mm-hmm. I think come back we're going to come back stronger than ever because we haven't just definitely been sitting out mm-hmm. we have oh no we've been researching and working yeah. i mean i'm still doing my voice lessons at the beginning i was doing them virtually once it got safer i was doing them in person but with mm-hmm. you know safety so, yeah. guidelines. but right. we're still working we're finding ways around it and i think mm-hmm. especially having technology as as much as online stuff sucks it does yeah. um I've been trying to make the best of it and I'm glad that we have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's allowed us to continue to do stuff that we wouldn't have been able to do 20 years ago, yeah, yeah. 10 years ago, you know? So I think um, that this time, while it has been awful and it's awful that people are losing jobs and, you know, struggling to put food on the table, I think once we come back and Broadway is supposed to open back up in the fall, fingers crossed. Yeah! Um, I think it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be like magical. Literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Skyler. Yeah. yeah, for like exactly what you both have said. Like, I honest, the world, I don't think could sur- really survive like without theater. Like, like I don't like. I mean, has it? No, no. Because like theater is literally everywhere. People, especially in this time, people need somewhere to go. And that's theater. I mean, you look like movies and TV shows and like, it doesn't have to just be like on the stage. And I, I think like, that's what's also going to push it more than ever to go up because people needed that need that outlet because we haven't gotten as much stuff produced especially in a pandemic because people are like how do we how how do we direct the show with all the safety precautions how do we do a movie with like Mm -hmm. someone 
unfortunately got COVID, then you have to like shut down production. And it's just like navigating through that. But I just feel like once it starts coming back, it's going to come back stronger than ever. And Mm -hmm. like, I saw a post one time and it was like at the start of the pandemic and things were like slowly shutting down and it really sucked, um, was about how the Broadway actors, they've pretty much gotten like a good vocal rest in a sense. Like they're, um, not, not like damaging their voice, like because they would be doing shows like eight times a week and belting those beautiful notes, but it could show some vocal damage but then i feel like with this break like they got to they got to still like work on it but then it's just gonna come back and it's just gonna be like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. like on the other side i do worry about the people who haven't done anything yeah i think um Mm. going back to it not having done anything that's gonna be terrifying to see i mean you're gonna damage your vocal cords honestly so yeah. as, as well you know what grace i feel like the the person who hasn't been taking this time to like work on their craft isn't the person that's going to come back you're right yeah. you're uh-huh. you are a, i yeah 100 because think about like i know a bunch of people or i'm lying what i'm going to talk about <laughs> instead <laughs> there's um i don't know if y'all know the ensemblist they have like a podcast and, yeah okay yeah yep. so they did um like a poll of, I don't know, uh, some number of Broadway actors in the city, New York City, mm-hmm. and of people who had like left the industry, had left previously, had, you know, changed directions. And it's like pretty split, the people mm-hmm. that, which makes me sad that, but it seems like it's the older, like more established people in the industry that. From what I heard too, I feel mm-hmm. like they also, they didn't feel like, I mean, obviously there's a little bit of bittersweetness, but I think right. they ultimately decided this is the right decision for me to make. Mm-hmm. And I think that True. opens doors for me, more people who. On the come up. Yeah. On the come up. It's, yeah. it is their like real passion and it's going to make them happy. And maybe it did make the others happy at one point, but I think, you know, stepping back and saying, okay, I need to take a different direction. It's going to open doors for more people. Uh, and it's overall going to increase the quality of the work that we get to watch and be a part of. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited to see it, it'll, it'll almost be like it's renewed, you know, we just like refresh yeah. the page and now yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah. The quality is clearer, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, I think like kind of working off of that playing into more of the, more of the scary part because there is mm. like, at our school, um, we don't have as many like people who have been trained as long in theater as a lot of us have because they didn't get it this year. Like a lot of freshmen were like, the- what's, what's theater? And a lot of freshmen get their interest from theater. Right. And that's the only thing I really worry about is we, I think we have enough on the top, like kind of tier, like, like that will come back and come back swinging. But right. then I worry about the ones that don't know as much or are still learning, like, especially like um, if anyone's learning for the first time about theater, maybe they got a little bit into it. Maybe they did a show, but then they haven't gotten the resources to continue it. And I have resources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially resource sorry Skylar uh, no you're fine um I was just gonna say like I I really applaud a lot of the theater teachers who have worked and vocal coaches and everyone who has worked to train these newer individuals to like finally enter and see the beauty of it and that's why I'm so excited for its return because those kids will finally see what theater actually is and hopefully get inspired to like push it forward and continue on. And Grace, I know you got to leave. So go ahead and give give me your last remarks. Yeah. I'm going to do my last little bit. Um, Yeah. I think you, you brought up a really interesting point with the resources is I, and I I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, you know, but (laughs) we were already scarce on our resources prior to the pandemic and so I think 
it's going to be really hard coming out of this for not for Broadway. And mm. I, I mean, I don't know about college level programs, but at least definitely for high school and middle school programs, it's going to be hard. I yeah. feel like they were already starting to take funding away. Yeah. And with all this going on, they have no reason to give us any funding and who knows if it'll come back after the pandemic. And so that's going to be something that, you know, we're going to have to think about and work around and not that I don't think we can handle it because I think if anyone can figure that out, it would be us. Cause we've been dealing with this for God knows how long. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's just another element that that'll be hard to adjust. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. And no, like definitely it's it, it does suck, I think, from a standpoint, especially in high school theater, is when we don't have that funding, when we don't have those resources, I think it does it does suck. Um I'm not I don't mean to say this as like a bad thing, but when I, I work very close to my school and I see a lot of sports people playing, which yeah. they they need the training, which like my brother he's he plays hockey he has to have that training to continue but then it just it, it hurts in a sense of being a theater kid because you're like why aren't we like why can't we be back on stage doing what we need to do because we're trying to train as well Definitely. and I think that like also brings back into the stability because I feel like not many people will give us that chance of course we mm. always push past it and come better than ever but it does, especially in this pandemic, I think we're like the like kids that are very young discovering theater and us, I think need it the most because we need that training because we're trying to enter the, the whole deal as it is. And I think having a lack of that training, even though we're still trying at home in any way, shape or form, it does, it does suck because we we need it we we need that chance to work on our skills because we can only do so much virtually you know and i think that speaks to our resilience though i think it it sucks like you said um but the fact that we're continuing to push and we're finding new ways to do things despite not being given as many resources as people yeah. in sports or something um that that speaks to our passion and our resilience because we are continuing to work. Right. And honestly, not to dig on sports. I think yeah. they're just as important, honestly, um, that that's other people's passions. And I don't want to put any, you know, yeah. bad karma out there, but yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know that they would be able to, figure out how to do what they need to do mm -hmm. the way that we have. And I yeah, think yeah. that is because we have always had to kind of improvise. I mean, that's one of the first things you're taught when you get into theater. Right. And so. And you're like, okay, this is, this is theater, I guess. Yeah. But it's important because that's something that we do have to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think that's where theater plays a part in our lives as a whole is we, we learn that creativity as much as it sucks to have to learn it this way. Mm -hmm. um, it is teaching us skills regardless mm -hmm. of the resources. And I think that's, that's one of my favorite things about theater. So yeah. But I, I do need to go. Um, I hope the rest of the podcast you, well. Um, yeah, it was so great talking to you. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me, Christian. Thank you, Grace. And definitely going to have you in different, another one. I'll tell awesome. you about it. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye. And I do want to go off about the sports thing because I did have somebody who was in sports as well coming <laughs> that was going to come to Because when we learn about it, um, when, we, when I say entertainers, you think, you know, musical theater, singing, mm -hmm. dancing. But yeah. actually, I don't think what athletes don't know either is that they're entertainers themselves. Yeah. That they mm -hmm. are entertaining audiences upon audiences with their sports. And that they are technically, if you think about it, 
they are doing sports theater themselves because theater is like weird. Because theater, if you think that like the basic definition of theater is putting emotion, physically, mentally, emotionally into something that you're passionate about on stage when you're talking, comedy, movie, TV shows. That's exactly what athletes are doing. If you could, if you understand that what everybody's doing theater in some shape or form. That's when we can understand that everybody is, is an entertainer themselves. That our mindset is not is different and it's the same at the same time. It's different and it's the same. Mm-hmm. That we are literally, if we could learn to coexist with each other, each other, ex, oh, worse, <laughs> coexist with each other. There it is. Coexist with each other, except for fighting against each one another. Oh yes, I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and because I want. The the goal of the goal of theater, like actually like musical theater or acting, is always to get well for us at least in Millbrook, it's to get a lot of guys. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a struggle all the way around. Why? Because the fear. It's like if you if we if guys sports athletes could figure out and understand that what they're doing right now is the exact same thing that guys in theater are doing except on a different platform. You are mm-hmm. both you're both telling a story. Yeah. Some is just written for us and some is mm-hmm. live time. We're mm-hmm. both we're both we're both uh interacting with the audience. We're both make the audience feel something. Football, touchdowns, basketball make us make a basket. <laughs> hot on, hot on, I know sports. Baseball, home run, hockey, swing a goal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, but yeah. is sports yeah. not improvisation with some props? Yes. And I hate when guys are like, I don't wanna I don't wanna look dumb. As if I'm so sorry. The idiocy that happens on the court is beyond me. <laughs> they fall, they yell, they scream. Thank put on a nice costume, you. put some little eyeliner and blush, and come over to the theater. Exactly. We, we could all, use that. Yeah. We could you we need to and this actually just goes for guys and girls. Honestly, it's anybody who does sports and be like, eh, I don't know. There's the, always the uh, main excuse is that I don't want to look stupid and I, I don't know. Um uh, I I don't uh, I'll look bad. Yeah, I'll look bad. I wasn't trained. Theater is literally the untrained trained thing. Theater, we put things as Okay, let's just put it in this aspect. We call all, every sports, except for some some sports, some people, but most athletes think cheer is not a sport. Mm-hmm. It's literally a sport. Theater, yeah, we, we don't consider a sport, but it is a sport in a stable form. Sport, the definition of a sport is to be a physically active in, in with something. Physically active. Cheer, physically active. Dance, physically active. Theater, emotionally, physically, mentally, in Italy is active and everything. We're all being, we're doing something to push our body to the limits and then we're breaking that limit and making it a bigger limit. And, and make it That's exactly what we're doing. And that goes with to my next question actually, is that with all this entertainment, right? And all this grabbing and actually influencing people, it's an entertainment industry, a twin to politics. Hmm. I don't know if this can be recorded, but I made a face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I let that let's let that marinate. Is it a twin to politics? Mm. Think about everything that we're doing. When we say that theater is the root of everything, mm. and the entertainment industry mm. is always uh-huh. Yeah. We mm. we as entertainers are always influencing our audience in some shape. Okay, okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I First of all, yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, okay, yeah. The issue, <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. And, okay, the issue that I have come to have, huh? Okay, the, I've developed this weird feelings towards Broadway. Mm-hmm. You know what you love it. Yeah. The great white way. The great white way. That's a different conversation. <laughs> but 
the my the what the one thing that makes me very sad about theater mm -hmm. is the fact that it is so and I'm gonna get a little political. It's so theater has become so deeply entwined with capitalism oh. to the point where for a show to be considered valuable, it has to be making profit. Yeah. And it's rigged this way the Tonys. It's rigged this way when shows close and open. And I get it. You got to pay the rent for the theater. You got to pay right. the actors yeah. and the techies and the producers. They got to make their money back from what they invest. Right. But, but it makes me so disheartened mm -hmm. when summer of 2019 the prom closed on broadway mm -hmm. an original story an accepting yep. story um but shows like mean girls were still open right yeah. um and it makes me so sad that the value like shows are are no longer I mean I'll say Broadway is losing its heart. Mm. Yeah. And um I wish I wish we could bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. I like definitely I definitely feel you on that one because yeah. There it's just it 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 does drive me nuts because there's so many beautiful shows that have original storylines that show great values to mm -hmm. pull these audiences and they're not making the money that people wanted you know it and it's just that's where it gets that's that's where it sucks because yeah there are so so many beautiful stories that went on broadway and got shut down very quickly uh -huh. because they stopped making money and the hype kind of blew over. And mm -hmm. I think like shows like Mean Girls, I mean, shout out to those actors, like they're amazing, but Mean Girls and The Prom, you kind of, that's where it gets like, uh -huh. like, and like my favorite musical on Broadway has been Anastasia and mm -hmm. it got, and from what I read, it got closed down because it wasn't making enough money. Mm -hmm. And it just pissed me off <laughs> because right. the show was so beautiful and taught me a lot about myself. Like Journey mm -hmm. to the Past. I sing that whenever I'm about to do an audition or something and I'm stressed. I just sing mm -hmm. that be because these shows teach you so many things and then they go out because they, they aren't making enough money. Right. And it just it sucks that the capitalism portions of Broadway is just like ruining these gorgeous stories people have worked. Like I think about the actors who work their butts off from the start of production to performing it, and then it gets cut short mm -hmm. because there are shows fun. that will close opening night. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I don't want to put a price tag mm -hmm. on my talent on anyone else's talent on anyone's creation mm -hmm. yeah but we're being like brought up in an era where like uh, but can you make money which yeah. brings it back to the yeah. questions thing the, stabi the stability question yeah i think this all like kind of wraps yeah, around like, yeah okay i didn't um, know what he was doing yeah, okay. yeah. Because I feel like the world does like kind of like what we were saying kind of earlier. It, they don't like they don't trust us enough. Yeah. They don't think like we can pull through and that we can create so many beautiful things. And then there are these popular shows, and they're like, "Oh yeah, look at this!" Like, and then there's these gorgeous stories that, and like just thinking about shows closing opening night hurts so much to think about because like from an acting standpoint mm -hmm. you work so hard to get there and like directors 
works so hard to get to the position to direct choreographers. Mm-hmm. Like you get there, you work hard, you get your shot, and it closes because it was like that. That er, that er, and even is, this, I don't know if the point of theater is for it to be like so strict. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, or maybe this is just me and my opinions and like beliefs on theater, but I believe in a much more human-like theater where mistakes are allowed to be made. Maybe it was a, a, a bad show, but it's okay. okay. We tried it and yeah. and we worked it out. Right. And that's okay. On to the next thing. I don't think it should be a pass or fail. Mm. And that's what yeah. it's becoming. <laughs> okay. So, so, so. I, I thought when I was when I was uh, creating these questions, I kept thinking of something. And it's this phrase I probably took from somewhere. I don't know, but I thought I thought of it. It could it could be from somebody said it. I, I can't remember it. But I said that we learn from the past to prepare for the future. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think that is such a prominent, big word, prominent uh, thing in theater or in the whole entertainment industry that if we could really focus on that and understand that, that is really, let's go, Jesse J. It's not about the money, money, money. We don't make the money, 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 money. money. We just want to make the (laughs) world dance. Oh my god. I think if we could really like actually really put that into existence that to be a good show, to be a good uh, uh, comedian, to be a good artist, you don't need to be making tens, twenty million dollars in one night. To be a good artist is to impact the people that are listening and watching you. That makes a good artist. That's why, like, money is good and all. Pays the taxes, pays for a house that you want, your dream house. Yes, and that pays for the cars you want. Don't get me wrong, money is cool. But as an entertainer, for me, for me personally, I want money. Yeah, I want money. But why do I want money? To increase the profit for other people to increase their influence on others. For sure. I want, that's, I have dreamed of this for so long to create a school that's called that's called um the development of humanity it's a literally a charter school so people that don't like can't pay for it is that we could create our own education system without the government stuff and still have it that we go from that if you want to be for uh, elementary school it's the development uh is dynasty development we talk about mm-hmm. generational wealth. How can you invest to make your money, but also you got to impact somebody else? Your goal is not to get A's, get uh, your high SAT score. That really doesn't matter. It matters, I guess, for college, yes. But at the end of the day, can you truly say that you impacted somebody? Because all you need, all it takes is that one person. That's that one person that you need to keep going with. Keep going. That's why I said is it twin to politics because politics are so influ- influential. That if you really can say, I influenced one person to make a change, that you made a change and another person, they can say, I was inspired by this and this to make a change. That should be your number one goal. Money could come second, third, fourth, fifth. It could be last place. If you can make a change, influence everybody that you see that just by a look, by a kind gesture, by a movement, a dance movement that they look at you and be like a little kid, a little, a little child be like, I want to be like that when I'm older, not because of the money, but because of the impact that that person has done to you. Mm-hmm. That is what needs to be. That's what needs to be in everything, politics and everything. That if we could figure out a way to freaking get saying hand I, we need we really do. Let's we, we need to say hand in hand, sing kumbaya, get all stuff mm-hmm. together, and actually understand that we are not trying to fight each other, but we need to influence other people to actually push to change the system of injustice and sexism and all this stuff like that because that we are the we are the creations we are the creations of everything entertainers we are the main focus of everything if you do something people will follow mm-hmm. you see so look I'm, I'm gonna name 
uh, Beyonce, right there. Just name her out right yep. there. People follow her. Why not? Because yes, she could sing. Yes, all the stuff. She dances. Cool. But why do people continue with her after Destiny Child? Because she had a message. Mm -hmm. She has something to say. Look, Lemonade. Her album Lemonade literally spoke up. In <laughs> I was like, spoke up in uh, spoke of all the injustice. We got other people. We got other artists speaking of injustice. Chloe and Hallie. We got uh, Victoria Monet. Even Ariana Grande. It is not a race. You don't have to be a certain race to impact the world. Hmm. You just need to be able to put that, put your race, and be like, okay, if you if you uh, if you are black, just say, okay, I'm black. And I can do this. If you're white, be like, okay, I know my, I know that the past is stuff, but I want to talk to myself. Be like, okay, I see that I do have some privilege, but how can I change it and make other people see that themselves? We all need to and to use what stuff. you have for good already. Yeah, use what you have for good. It's really not. I don't understand how people like you and it, it, and I'm not kidding. It's not even white people, honestly, because it could be black, it could be a Middle Eastern, Asian, Hispanic. That they use what they have, they use their privilege or benefits, let's say more or less, for evil. If you could say because then and people will follow. I mm -hmm. guarantee there's gonna be at least one person that's gonna look at you and be like, "You're my idol. I'm following you." And if you cannot fix your act together, be like, "Okay, I know that at least somebody." Anybody, I don't know their name. I never seen the face, but somebody's looking at me and be like, okay, they're gonna follow me. Now, how do I want them to have somebody else follow them? Is it gonna be a continuation? Mm -hmm. So then it goes to my last question. What needs to change in the entertainment industry and what needs to stay the same? I mean, I think a lot personally mm -hmm. needs to change in the entertainment industry. Um kind of like starting off from what we were saying before about like the mistakes and that stigma kind of ordeal that it's so it sucks because you believe that you can't make a mistake in theater but this is live theater you make mm -hmm. mistakes you learn like i like whenever i just think when, when you're like leading a group of people per se, it's it's all about learning. You'll make mistakes along the way. That's life in general. And it sucks because you're trained in a sense. Like you're kind of forced to think, I can't make a mistake. I can't mess up this audition. Like, especially in auditions, yeah. you think you if you mess up, you're cut and that's it. And mm. I hate because I walk into auditions and I'm like, I'm freaking out, mm -hmm. not because I'm perform like performing for the directors and stuff. I'm more nervous I'm gonna make a mistake. Yeah. And that's something that I think is holding me back more than anything. For I think I would have auditioned for way more things in my life mm -hmm. if I wasn't so afraid I was gonna make a mistake and that's it. And I think that's mm -hmm. something that really needs to change. In my opinion, there there's so many other things like um, I think represent rep representation more than anything yeah. needs to be more prominent because it it. Skyler, I, I I want you to say what we've been talking about a lot. Skyler and I have been uh, talking because we want we Im imagine uh, imagine Alika listen because I bet I think you want to uh, hop on this too <laughs> is. The Prince of Egypt, a classic story, but and we I've seen like bootlegs or tried some parts, listen to music, and it's really good. But it's in London. London's already trying, already forming their representation, right? Yeah. That you could see, you could see London actually working for something. Mm -hmm. It's a freaking USA that just don't feel like they they don't give two. Two poops, two <laughs> doodles. It's, you know what I was really trying to say, but I'm not gonna say. Yeah, it. yeah, First it's definitely, God. definitely annoying because like we were kind of talking and we're like, okay, imagine us having an actual cast that represents the cultures, getting people to like, if we were to let's say direct the show together, yeah. like mm -hmm. we would want 
someone who can't like can help us choreograph actual Hebrew dances because that's a huge undertone of the show right. of having mm-hmm. like all these the Hebrew culture and that's something I want if I were like let's say to direct it you want to push that out there and want like the audience to see that and we would want a cast to also represent that and not mm-hmm. m- like miscast you know you want like yeah. I would want an actual like Egyptian person to play like Remesis and then like an actual Hebrew person to play Moses because that's what the story yeah. is about and mm-hmm. I think not how like especially on Broadway um, yeah like from shows I've seen I don't see a lot of representation and that it pisses me off because there's so many amazing people who aren't getting the same chances and that's it just it pisses me off more than yeah, anything I mean it's not like we're not out here I think another issue with representation is the fact that like theater is so expensive to yeah. train you have to take voice lessons and acting lessons and dance lessons. And like Christian and I um, go to the conservatory and it's a pretty penny, I must yeah. say. No, it, it is a pretty penny. <laughs> but like, it's not, and until we make education accessible first, yeah, then that will be the key to opening mm-hmm. more doors to get more people involved who then can create their own work yeah. I mean, and like I was saying earlier, I don't want to be brought up to the same level in that system. Mm-hmm. I would much rather step outside and create something better mm-hmm. that um yeah, and I think I think that is what my answer to your original question would be like what should stay the same. I think the original fundamentals of theater storytelling yeah. obviously should stay the same. Everything else about it got to go. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to go. I it, it definitely, yeah. I think like what we were taught as like when we were starting out in theater, like that can stay. Like the storytelling and yeah. the improv, like the just like acting one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go I mean, up there and fill in the blank. <laughs> I don't know. I I forgot to talk. Actually, no, you're totally fine. Like, just kind of being your, being yourself, but also understanding these characters you're playing. Ugh, it's it's all it's so complicated. Like that's where it just, it just gets so complicated. Once once you get those fundamentals, that's where everything starts to just. It's not pretty. It really isn't. Hey, let I got because. Trying to keep it under an hour. So <laughs> let me close. I'm gonna say this one. I'm gonna say yeah. this thing is also about representation. Mm-hmm. That I think the just minority community does sometimes get a little petty about. I'm gonna say is that when a white person does try to put representation and like put a full representation thing, then they get mad because it's a white director. Mm-hmm. We gotta get what we well, get I mean, right I feel now. like when that happens, it's often done the wrong way. Well, is yeah, what the issue is right there. There are, but I'm sorry, there are some that actually like hold hardly want to like do it the right. Like they're trying, they're really trying mm-hmm. because they see it. Because when you see something and you actually want, that's what we need. We need to take out people that's doing the wrong way and find people because there are people that really want to try this and actually do it the right way. Yeah. And but I don't mm-hmm. think we should be hating on them for trying to do something and trying to change mm-hmm. the narrative. I and think, I think it's about establishing more trust. Yeah, um, intersectionally, because mm-hmm. I feel like that anger comes from a place of weariness and having been wrong before, right. especially in the arts world. Definitely. So I think once, if if the intentions are pure, yeah. then yeah, it'll be easier to cross that boundary. But I mean, even I would be, you know, a little bit nervous. Like, are they going to make me do something that'll make me uncomfortable? Right. Yeah. Um. And I think once that trust is earned, then yeah, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be earned though. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Like, yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, I want to say thank you guys. I'm going to try to rush, but thank you guys. Thank you, Elia uh, <laughs> and Skyler, for this amazing conversation. Thank you for the energy. Also, 
Grace is still not here. Grace not here, but thank you, Grace, too. Um, yes. I want to say, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, so before I leave, though, oh, well, it's an hour. going to be an hour and, like, two minutes. Yeah, we fine. Um, what it is is I give everybody, I give them a goal for uh, each of these podcasts. And as I was, I give them a goal, like, the last minute. So this is, like, me thing on top of my head because of what the conversation was. And I want to say my first goal is don't underestimate your talent. Your mm-hmm. talent is don't say even the tiniest things is a is a somewhat of an entertaining thing. There's some something that's entertaining. So don't underestimate your talent. Number two is help. Help people that struggle find like help them. If you if you know somebody, have connections if you can. And if it's like if it's, they need to work for it, nine out of ten they will. Because they, if you're passionate about something, you're going to work for it no matter what. You mm-hmm. might don't have to get a job to pay for it, but you definitely going to work for it. Mm-hmm. So help those creative people, those entertainers that are struggling that don't know what to look for. But if you know where to go, you know look for it. Lead them, guide them along the way. That's number two. Um, I'm trying to go fast. Trying to go fast. Uh, I want to say thank you, everybody, my watchers on YouTube. Thank you for everybody. On- uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. It has been uploaded. Google Podcasts. Hey. Uh, also, for my YouTubers, thank you. Uh, I looked today while I was going, and I found we have 15 subscribers. I did not yes. know that. So thank you, thank you. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe if you ha- already. If you haven't, if you have, thank you. Don't forget to hit the bell for all my recent stuff. And I'm about to tell you now my next, the uh, next five episodes real quick. Before I do that, Skylar Lika, do you want to put your, uh, say your Instagram if you feel comfortable? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Lika, did you want to go first? Oh, um, I feel like the most interesting part of me is just theater in color. So all of our handles are theater spelled with an R-E in color N-C. That's our Instagram and our Facebook. And then that's our website.org. So check us out. We'd love to read with you and stuff. Yes. Then I'm just Broadway Cat 16. <laughs> um, yes. But, um, yes. Um, also, I kind of I own a little theater company and a video game. Uh, we're uh, DCTP Productions. That yeah, we do theater. Trying to bring back theater any way we can. So yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna tell y'all the next five episodes. Elika, Skyler, hopefully you can stay on. Hopefully. Stay on. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. Um, so our next episode, I'm putting very forward because of the prominent times that's happening. It's got the, the next episode. The next episode is called the United States versus the Asian community. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hard topic to hit, especially for all stuff that's happening. I can't wait. Uh, number the second episode is the intellect, the intuition of a woman, mm-hmm. and then that's. I think that speaks for itself. But also, I want to hit on something for the next episode after that. It's called The Intellect of a Man. I think we both need two sides because we really need to tackle some, some of that stuff because not I we hear everything, but I really want to hear both sides' opinion. And this is going to be separate, though. But I got this. Here you go. So uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little bit. Uh, so what? That's three. The fourth episode if I could make sure my standard. Oh, yeah. Fourth episode is about climate change. We need to hit something. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Generate. It's called, it's called the Gen, uh, Gen Z look on climate change. That's what it's called. IDK Gen Z look on climate change. And then our last episode, which is going to be J- June 11th, is called IDK. What the heck are we doing? Mm-hmm. It's gonna cause it's gonna consist of male and female, and we're gonna go back with everything. Put that all together. It's gonna be a big special episode. And I don't think it's actually gonna be a streamer because I only can put 10 people on this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have, it's gonna be a lot. So <laughs> I think that that one's gonna be live. We're gonna have this gonna be live. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just get ready for that one. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but get ready for that. IDK, what the heck are we doing? I can't wait for that one. So those are the fi- those are the five ep- extra episodes. And I can't wait. Um, and I want to say thank you everybody for listening. Don't forget YouTubers. Don't forget like, comment, and subscribe if you already have if you haven't already. And for my listeners on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.
don't forget to put that five stars in the comment on there. Also, follow me at IDK with Christian. And if you feel obligated to donate, if you feel any donations in your heart, my donation for Cash Shop is in the Instagram. <laughs> just saying, just, just saying, just saying, because a man needs help. A man needs help. Mm. But yes, I want to say thank you, everybody. And I'm excited for everything that's going to happen. I'm about to play my exit music and have a nice day. Thank <laughs> you.